Hello, and welcome back to Heart to Heart Podcast, the lived experiences of two young Black women. We are the two young Black women. (laughs) (laughs) I am Bria. And I'm Kim. And today we have another great episode for you. But before we jump into what it's about, Kim, do you want to tell everyone where they can find us? Of course. So you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And also you can make donations to us on Anchor. Yes. So please check all of that out. Thank you for tuning in for another week. And today we are talking about hood fishing. The memification of Black people and how many of y'all act Black poorly. (laughs) It is a very poor attempt, a very poor cosplay. Yeah. So we're going to jump into that today. Awesome. So getting started, um, when we think about the memification of Black people, you're probably like, what does that mean? You've also probably heard the term digital Blackface. So let's 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 define that. So digital blackface was coined in 2006, and this really refers to the practice of non-black people using black emojis, gifs, and AAVE to represent themselves, their emotions, or their opinions online. And so I know we all have seen all the gifs and reactions and memes of Tyra Banks, Nene Leakes rolling her eyes. Tiffany Pollard, anything from the Bad Girls Club, like all those fight scenes, mm-hmm. Oprah, the list literally goes on and on and on. On and on. Even, you know, some memes of Rihanna or Beyonce, mm-hmm. Whitney Houston, Aretha Franklin, like. And like, let's explain why that is and also why we see such a large proliferation of non Black people using Black reaction gifts and memes. Yes. So non-Black social media users, frequently they gain fame, Mm -hmm. they gain a personality, and they use Black emojis and GIFs to attain those things. And I think it goes back to something we mentioned in our last episode about celebrities and white supremacy and how Blackness is commodified. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you look at people like Kim Kardashian, when they acquire Black, you know, characteristics or, you know, personality traits or whatever, or the image of what they think Blackness is, they gain fame and they gain clout. And all of that stuff contributes to negative Black stereotypes and tropes that Black people are just so exaggerated. And it somehow raises the clout of white or non-black influencers while degrading black people Mm -hmm. because essentially what it is is like a lot of non-black people who exclusively use black memes and gifs use them with the intent that whatever they're talking about is going to be like more exaggerated and more theatrical because they are using black people to present that and again that goes back to blackface and minstrelsy and for all those who don't know blackface minstrelsy is it's a it's a theatrical tradition and it dates all the way back to like the 19th century where performers literally put black paint or black ink on their selves um on their faces to act as black caricatures and to really play up this idea um that black people are these like performers and that we have all these exaggerated emotions And it really puts society's most racist sensibilities on display 
and really try to appease audiences by intensifying these feelings that Black people supposedly have. I just don't like how we're seen as characters. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's minstrelsy because it enforces the idea that we are somehow just like a character Mm -hmm. or a caricature Mm -hmm. and that people should look at us and not see our emotions or the way we express ourselves as valid, but solely see it as a joke and see it as entertainment. Yep. Yep. And, you know, in creating this episode, I read an article and it's really good. So definitely go check it out. It's called You're Probably Guilty of Digital Blackface. Yes, you by Ariel Cottingham. And she writes, as cultural critic and scholar, Dr. Lauren Jackson writes, the overrepresentation of black faces and reaction gifts is inextricably tied to the white gaze's perception of black emotional expression, namely that it is bigger, louder, and overly dramatic. So I, I think that hits exactly what you said right there, right? It's people using these memes and gifts and reactions because they see black people as these like characters and as these like performance figures, which has roots in minstrelsy, but then also I think contributes this idea of the dehumanization of black people and that we're not actually people and that we have all of these heightened emotions and different things like that and that we're literally existing for other people's like consumption and performance and like entertainment yeah and I think that this is seen so much not even just on the internet but in everyday life like when you're in class and something happens and someone look people look at you Mm. to see your reaction Because that's going to set the tone. It's like, I know she did something funny. What's her face look like? She always has the funniest faces or the funniest reactions, you know? Or, you know, even when people talked about, like, when the slavery unit comes on and the teacher's talking about slavery and people look back and they want to (laughs) see your face in horror as they talk about what was done to your people. You know what I mean? Like, people in everyday life look to Black people to set the tone or to see the funny reaction that they're going to have the over-exaggerated reaction we're going to have. And I dislike the feeling as though, you know, Black people kind of feed into the idea that we are very exaggerated. And I think that we obviously can be, but we joke a little too much about, like, giving white people access to our reactions and our feelings and, you know, our exaggerations. Mm -hmm. And I think also, like, Kim, you brought up the point earlier, like, Everyone exaggerates and everyone has reactions and everyone can be funny. It's not specific to Black people, but when you act like it is and we invite people in to see like maybe the specific way that we exaggerate, it just feeds into this like minstrelsy idea. Definitely. And I think that's just a really important point to make because a lot of times when people are using like memes and gifs and whatnot, it's exclusively of Black people. Like, you could probably scroll through, like, your favorite person's, like, timeline who, like, constantly uses memes and gifts. And, like, I can guarantee nine times out of ten it's going to be a black person. Yeah. It's not going to be white people. Or it's not going to be, like, Kermit the Frog or, like, other characters. It's going to exclusively be black people. Yeah. There's and I only think about, that's problematic. There's only about three memes off the top of my head that I can think about that are of, like, white people. Mm-hmm. The one is of that white guy making that face. And he's, like, shocked. And he's, like, oh. Yeah. The other one is, um, I, I don't know who it is. It's like a white female celebrity and she's on the stage at like some award show and she's like looking around and like the numbers come up yes. above her head. Yes. It might be like Tina Fey. 
or somebody else. I forget who it is. Um, and then the other meme is the one, it's like a stock image of the girl in the red shirt, like walking, mm-hmm. and the guy's like not looking at his girlfriend, yes. looking at, at the girl. The f- yeah. Yeah. That's 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 the only three that I can think of off the top of my head. But everything else is black images. Mm-hmm. And for black people to literally only occupy like I don't know, like 10% of the US population, like whatever it is, I think that really just shows how people really see like using black imagery as a way to like exaggerate and to like heighten the value of whatever entertainment purposes they're trying to serve. And I think in some ways that is like commodifying blackness as well. It is. Like knowing that like you're probably going to get more likes and retweets by using like a black meme or gift than like if you were to use a white one. And then again, it's like, well, why are, why is that tweet can automatically be more funny or more entertaining because you're using black imagery? Like I think we just have to like go down this line of like questioning and thinking about what is going on here and yes. that again has roots in minstrelsy and blackface and like all these performances where it's like they literally made people seem like literally put black on their faces so it would seem extra mm-hmm. theatrical and funny and entertaining and, crazy and to really and drive home the, po- the, the point that blackness is a caricature mm. and there's a deep-rooted racism yeah in that in theatrics and in performance and in the way we are viewed like there's a deep-rooted deep-rooted racism if you think that black images or black people are inherently just funnier because that's not a positive thing that's not a positive and i think it's the same when you know black people are seen as inherently faster or inherently stronger or inherently this because that then ties into like medical racism i agree i think all those like tropes also too this idea that like black people are inherently stronger is also why cops are so scared when they're Mm -hmm. approaching like black people that are black in their vehicles and all these other crazy incidents and we've seen all the scary videos and stuff like that of people like throwing literally black children to the ground like literally stepping on their necks literally doing all this stuff i just think this like heightening of like black emotions whether it's through strength or entertainment value it just doesn't serve us well at all especially when we still live in a society where we're not taken seriously where we're still dehumanized, where our feelings are still not considered as those of our white counterparts, like this is not helping. No, it's not helping. Like modern day minstrelsy and digital blackface are so dangerous to our well-being and safety because people will see you as a walking joke. Yeah. And they therefore don't take your claims seriously when things happen to you. And you're not taken seriously and you're devalued and you're seen as not a person. Mm -hmm. It literally like, the same mindset of seeing black people as less than or second class citizens is reinforced by digital blackface. I agree. And like I also just want to talk specifically about like memes and gifts that feature like Nene Leaks and like other black women showing like sass or literally anything from the black bad girls club as well. Like I think there's already this notion that black women like have all this like sass and anger. And when you use those memes, I think that further perpetuates that idea. So it's like, yeah, yeah, like that will probably get you a lot of like tweets and likes and whatever on social media. But like the real, the real danger of people like internalizing that when they're seeing that on their timeline every day translates into black girls getting kicked out of school faster or black girls literally getting like beaten up by the cops and just like all this other stuff. Or like, again, just these harmful tropes that black women like are angry and have this sass like that translates into how you're actually treated in real life, how black women are actually treated in real life. 
it's like you very much have a real impact on perpetuating all these stereotypes and tropes that like are not leading to like an equitable living experience for like black women black people I just think that's just so problematic I agree and I was also thinking of this like I think that when we for the most part were only using black imagery before it became so widespread like when it was more insular and black people were solely using black memes, we were laughing with each other because I have to say there is a certain way, there's a certain humor that black people share, which is based in our vernacular, Mm. you know, which is based in our deep history and connections, but it's somehow been twisted and oversaturated and exposed to the world and become minstrelsy because people don't understand the connection and like why we started using these memes or like where these faces come from or where these certain mannerisms and things come from. And I think that instead of black people being able to use these things and laugh with each other, it's now become the world is laughing at us. Mm-hmm. I think that's such an important distinction that you're making. Such an important distinction. And like when I was reading some articles about this as well, they were like, you know, a lot of these white people don't even know, like you said, the black movies or like where these like specific like actions or things are coming from. So I think that furthers your point of like people literally are just using this for their own personal gain and yes. they don't understand the history behind it. Yes. Like like when people say like child, like all this other like our grandmothers say that, like people we yes. know say that. And that's so that's why it's of, funny. Like and that's, that's just because of, you know, where people are from and how they speak and yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like People don't understand the deep connections. And now it's like people are then putting on caricatures and non-black people are saying chat. And it never even sounds right because they don't understand. They don't know why that's said. They don't understand. They don't even get it. They don't understand that like this is literally how people talk to each other in the black community. You Mm -hmm. know? And And it's like, why do you want to use it? Why do you want to use it so bad when you don't understand? People are like, oh my God, this whole time I thought you guys were saying Chile. Like the country Chile. (laughs) Like, I didn't know why you were saying Chile. And it's like, how dare you? So you were just using something blindly. You didn't even know what people were saying. And you were tweeting child out, thinking it was Wu Chile. Are y'all slow? (laughs) So it's like, you don't even know what we're saying. But because we're Black, it's just inherently funny. So you're going to pick up on the language that we use. But you don't even understand what we're saying. And again, it goes back to the fact of why do people want to use AAVE and our vernacular and all this stuff so bad? And it's because it sells. People know that that's going to inherently make them funnier. So it's like you're literally biting off of our culture. You're literally biting off of like everything that we're contributing. And guess what? The Black creatives, the people who really have like popularized those terms and words and everything are not getting credit. Or like, again, our history is just not being understood for what it should be. And this is not, like, a call that, like, we have to sit down and educate these white people on all this stuff, like, no. no. we don't. Our no. phrases, our humor, That's and us. our phrases, and it was developed because we were shut out of white and non-black spaces. Yeah. So all of this stuff that you guys don't understand was created because all we had was each other. We were kicked out and shut out of all of these spaces, so we therefore developed our own African-American vernacular English. We developed slang. We developed different phrases and different jokes and different humor that y'all could never understand, but you just try to tap into it and bite off of it. And then I also do not like when Black people then feed into the idea that just because some non-Black person says a, a Black joke or whatever, that they are then invited to the cookout. 
I don't like that at all. Because it then either. commodifies and simplifies blackness into like someone Actions. saying a certain phrase. And yeah. like that's that's not how this works at all. And we had a, a point just thinking recently about like Dylan O'Brien and like mm-hmm. how people were falling over themselves <laughs> to invite him to the cookout just because he learned a TikTok dance that was sent to like a hip hop song. And somehow that gives him access to blackness or a piece of the culture. And it absolutely does not. Yeah. Like you said, I think it dwindles down and simplifies like who we are. And again, leads to this idea that like, if you, if you, if you got the dances down, if you got the phrases down, you're in, you're in, you have a piece of us now, you're cool now. Mm. And that's problematic. It's so problematic. Blackness cannot be cut into small chunks for the masses to digest. Mm-mm. It's never been that. Yeah, no, I I agree completely. It's just sad at that point. It's sad. And then I think that also gives like non-Black people this idea that like it's just that easy to become affiliated or have like association with like Black culture and Black people. In reality, it's like, it's just not meant for you. Like, I don't, I don't know how else to say it. It's just not meant for you. And like you said, when it also comes from a history of being traditionally like shut out and closed off, now that you want to dip back in when it's like convenient for you and when it can get you clout, that's so problematic as well because then like what are we left with like we created all these like survival mechanisms and all these ways of like uplifting our own culture and then that's just also stripped from us at any given point right like it's I don't know I just think it's exploitative and it's also not purely for appreciation like all these people using it it's not because they have like truly loved and embraced us it's literally because they want to get more likes on social media or be seen as funny or be seen as cool it's not even for the like this new understanding of like appreciating black people absolutely not absolutely not for the most part when people use our language and our culture they're laughing at us Mm -hmm. but then also being elevated for using it Mm -hmm. but when people use this stuff like i hope all black people who'd like try to invite people to the cookout realize that like they're laughing at us Mm -hmm. when they use this stuff they don't understand the roots so they think it's just silly dumb internet gen z culture when in reality it's it's black culture and it's black history so well said i forgot how angry this topic makes me (laughs) like i forgot how infuriating it is to think that non-black people think that they can just have access to our culture whenever we want and black people we have made it very accessible for them to do that and I, I don't agree. like that. I don't like that at all. And then I think it's really funny when sometimes some non-black people will make it seem as if they're cooler than you because they've got the <laughs> slang down, they've got the A-A-V-E down and all this other stuff. People in high school did that a lot. They did that and a lot. And if you're listening, you know who you are. <laughs> <clears throat> they did that a lot. Making the assumption that Brie and I did not know this aspect of black culture or it was just it was just nuts the amount of people who like i would i would somehow get on oxide parties and the amount of people would be like trying to praise me for my choices as if like i'm new to this not true to this acting as though i don't know chief keith sir let's cut it out literally let's cut it out let's cut it out and <sighs> i think just that, disrespectful i think that black culture has been made so accessible because some I'm not obviously gonna say all but I think that some people want to feel accepted Mm. I think that we have to realize we're never gonna be truly accepted by white society and white culture not under capitalism not Not under under capitalism any any of these things not under white supremacy and why why do you want acceptance from 
people under white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why do why do we seek acceptance and why do we try to make our stuff so accessible? That's not going to buy us a seat at the table. Mm-mm. Not at all. Not at all. And I think going down the same trend in the same like our same conversations about like people using to this to our benefit. I think this is a really great way to now talk about like hood fishing as well. Mm-hmm. And hood fishing is essentially this idea that like you are not from the hood, you're not from the ghetto, yet you are either like talking about the language. Yeah, you're appropriating the language, appropriating like different styles or even just trying to act like you do have that understanding and background of what it's like to be from the hood when you really do not. And but you're doing that because it's been glamorized because you know that like there is cultural capital to be gained and like people who do come from like those experience just in the sense that like it's very glamorized like on social media in the news like rappers have obviously glamorized the experiences and they want to be cool they want to have clout from that so then they try to affiliate themselves with like any type of like imagery or language that's associated with like hood life yeah and I think that like hood fishing and pretending that you came from like the gutter is done by black people as well as non-black people definitely and like you just mentioned like rappers who might have very well come from really hard situations when they do get money and do get a chance to be removed from it that's why like a lot of rappers get caught up in stuff and like get you know jail time and things even while they have money and are famous because they still need to affiliate themselves with like dangerous situations or dangerous people to establish that like street cred you and know to like I mean? sell their brand and to sell their brand even as they get older and just more removed from it and I think it's a dangerous 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 game because that's why so many people we've seen so many people so many young rappers die recently mm. because I just feel like they're still affiliated with dangerous affiliations despite making it and s- despite actually becoming like that you know success story that we always hear about and you know they're still using you know hood affiliation and hood fishing to you know seal their brand yeah because it goes back to what we said like all these different aspects of black culture are seen as like cool because you know you're not seeing in all these like music videos and on social media posts like you're not seeing like the struggle of like not being able to put a meal on the table you're seeing like people dressing certain ways and hanging out with this crowd and that crowd and having this you know gang around them or whatever it may be so it's like you're literally cherry picking all the elements that you think are like desirable and favorable and will like sell a good brand and i and i also think that for people who partake in hood fishing it's also extremely disrespectful because people who actually do come from these environments these literally disinvested communities like that's what ghettos and hoods are right they're disinvested communities you know they are essentially trying to like pick and choose when they put that front on and the people who actually come from hoods and ghettos like can't they can't make those distinctions right Mm -hmm. like they can't switch it on and off Mm -mm. and you know a lot of beautiful things have obviously come from those communities definitely and you know those people are so worth everything and like everything you know what I mean those people they are not inherently good or inherently bad like no they are just people who deserve a chance at life and I think that like when people try to just like try on like ratchet or try on being ghetto or try on poverty for size and act as though it's something that they can like take and leave whenever they want like you're forgetting about like the real struggle and like the things that have 
come out of that struggle like the mm-hmm. roses that have grown from concrete you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying and like people it's just so disrespectful when people do it that is. like do you think the people who grew up in really bad conditions wanted that and no. do you think that they themselves glamorize their situations and I think that people confuse the glamorizing versus like making the best of what you have mm-hmm. the people who actually come from those places obviously they make the best of what they have because that's just like the human condition you know what I'm right. saying like that's what we're always going to that's do the survival mechanism that's survival mechanisms it's not the same as you then being an outsider coming in and like glamorizing poverty it's just yeah. not the same at all and I think that like something I also see like at school and I know you see at school too to a certain extent like people always trying to like lean into some type of oppression mm-hmm. or you know whether it's hood fishing or leaning into whatever like disadvantage that they have themselves and I think that's something I see at my school is black kids who come to Penn who are from the burbs they might just be regular kids yeah the suburbs but they really enhance their language with slang (laughs) and african-american vernacular to like validate their blackness because they themselves don't feel comfortable Mm -hmm. i think that's seen mostly in guys because i think that guys feel as though they have to like put on a certain like hyper masculine air and they that's inherently racist to think that appearing more black like is appearing more manly if that makes more sense like if that makes sense and i think it's dangerous Yeah. And I also think that I do definitely see elements of that here as well. And I think, again, it goes back to this idea that like elements of black culture are seen as so cool and like something that gives you clout. So when people get to these institutions, they want, they want that like imagery, right? They want that representation for themselves. So then, like you said, they lean into it so much so that they could be in with this one or that one, or that they could be seen as like so cool when in like reality, you just need to like be happy with whatever circumstances you come from and not try to paint this image that you're somebody that you're not. And I think also what makes me really upset is that the glamorization of the ghetto also is not helping like to create actual like policies and different things that don't make those exist anymore. We should not have people living in disinvested communities, communities where buildings are literally like falling down there's no insulation for heating. Like people are starving. Like, are the school systems are bad. Like we shouldn't want that. And I think by glamorizing it, we like bridge this gap of like not addressing all of those things and not addressing like structural racism and all the other things that have like led to the creation of these disinvested communities. So I just think it's really bad for policy implementation, actually looking forward to change because just not helping the people who are going through those circumstances. And it's very frustrating. And when we glamorize poverty, there's no incentive to get rid of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the glamorization of poverty is not helping anyone. Mm -mm. It's it's a disservice to everyone involved. And, you know, when you see tweets of people being like, I've had people come up to me and say, I wish I was figly so that they'd pay for my computer and pay for my tuition. And it's like, you do not want the conditions that led me to, like, get a free laptop. Yeah, and for anyone who doesn't know... Um, Thigley at Penn stands for stands for first um, generation, generation low, income. low income. At Brown, we say you fly, so we also incorporate in undocumented students as well. But yeah, those are that's what that means. And I think that just because poverty is glamorized, like that's where those things come from. Mm-hmm. That's where the quote unquote jealousy of Figley students comes from, where it's like they got their laptops paid for, but it's like, do you realize the conditions that someone have to live in for like? Right 
tend to recognize that they're in need of resources such as a laptop or resources such as like, you know, they can stay over break when, you know, so they can get meals like this. Let's stop glamorizing poverty. Let's just stop doing it. Let's stop trying it on for size. Let's stop digital blackface. Let's stop this commodification of blackness. Please. That was just so beautifully said. It's not helping anybody and it's really not helping to create the idea that black people are human. It's quite literally dehumanizing us, summing us up into a bunch of caricatures and dances and phrases and memes. And blackness is so much more than that. It's so much more than that. And you'll never, ever, ever understand. (laughs) So just leave it alone. Thanks. (laughs) That was our episode today. (laughs) We will see you next time. We hope you enjoyed. Please follow our Instagram. I'd love to hear the discourse about this. Um, Sometimes we do like polls. I've been trying to like put more polls up and like get more interaction because I, Kim and I both just love seeing your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So for this episode, we will definitely have some polls up and I'd love to hear your comments on all of this. So we'll see you next time. Yeah. See you next time. Bye. Bye.